Hello, we're Phil and Jen, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Uh, this is season three, We Can Make Change, and this is episode seven, and we're calling this one One Step at a Time. And this one's fun because Jen went away over the weekend, and she did her very first marathon. And she did it in Hawaii, in Honolulu, with a couple of girlfriends. A little extra perk there. <laughs> and had uh, just an incredible experience. And so we had planned to do something else this week, and we're going to roll that out later. Instead, uh, she came home, actually late last night, and she had all these thoughts and all this stuff stirring. I haven't even heard... She's told me a little bit this morning as we're getting the kids out the door, and we decided we should sit down and we should have this conversation. Yeah, real time. Right now in our podcast. And uh, we're calling it One Step at a Time because, well, it was a marathon. And so um, <laughs> I just want to hear what the experience was like and what happened and um, things that you're learning. And uh, let's go. All right. And before we do that, uh, we're still doing sessions. Some of you, some more of you have been jumping into those, which is awesome. So you can check that out on the website, felongenwood.com. And yeah, you want where to, where do we start here? <laughs> um, but what if you just start by telling the story? What did you do? How did you yeah, get Yeah. So I, I have always wanted to run a marathon. I mean, since I can remember, like a little as a little girl, I used to watch the Olympics and watch the marathoners, and I was just in awe. Like I always have loved running. Um, was a soccer player, runner as a kid, and just it's just how I find joy. And um, in high school, I was injured. Um, I was playing uh, club soccer and also running cross country at the same time, and I just basically overdid it, and I ended up with an injury, a chronic uh, foot injury uh, with like a chronic case of plantar fasciitis. And then I had a bone spur and all this stuff. And basically ever since and high school- you did school, some weird surgeries. Yeah. They were experimental. No, I did everything. I did physical therapy. I did- um, But the, the surgery put you A million different like doctors. Lifelong injury. Yeah. And the surgery ended up making it worse. So I had a surgery when I was 18 years old. And if you're listening, don't do experimental <laughs> not a good idea. arch of your foot surgeries well, at 18 years turns old. Turns out, I saw a doctor recently, he was like, you should never cut the, they should never be cutting the bottom of your foot. Like, that's just not a good idea. And I was like, oh, great. So anyway, so fast forward, 40 years old, I have been working through the injury for the last, like, I don't know. I mean, ever since then, basically, since, I've yeah. tried everything and- just over time, it finally healed um, through, and I don't know how it was healed, honestly. A lot of prayer, a lot of just babying it and stretching. And one of the things I found that really helped was um, actually integrating like yoga into my practice. So anyways, I finally got to a place where I was able to run more than three miles, which was a really big deal to me. And uh, what was it last year? I ran, I trained for my first half marathon. Maybe two years ago. Two years ago. I think it was two years ago. It's all blending two, together. Two years That's in right. a row. And uh, so I did my first half marathon. That was a huge deal. And then this year I decided I'm just going to see if I can do this. And, and my girlfriend runs one every single year in Honolulu. And she was like, let's go. Let's do this. Join me. And another friend joined. And she was thinking about doing it. And so we just made a plan and started training 
Peloton has an awesome training plan and there's this other training plan. I kind of combined the two. Um, and I just started training like step by step. And I mean, the process of training itself, which was such a learning process because it's like you start in one place, which for me was like, I think I was running, you know, like max six miles at the beginning. And it's hard to believe that at some point you're going to get to the place where you can actually run 26.2 miles. Like it's just, I can't imagine it's unfathomable, fathomable when you're at the six mile mark, you know, to go, I'm going to add another 20 to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Six is as far what? as I've ever gone. But what's so incredible in, this is one of the things that I just started kind of like my mantra is I just kept saying like, trust the process, trust the process. Because when you are doing a training plan, they slowly add incrementally, um, a mile each week or like two miles. And it's re- it's a really incremental, slow process. It was an 18-week training program, which is crazy. Some some of them, they, you can do like nine-month ones where they really uh, stretch it out over time. Or you can do, you know, there's all different types that you can do. But the one I was doing was 18 weeks. And it was like this incremental change over time. And I just learned through this process like how incredible, how we really can make change in our life when we just make slow incremental change and we trust the process of change and of like, obviously that I'm talking about my body when I'm, when it comes to running and you're talking about the change that you can make with your, with your body. But I think it applies to all of life where we can slowly grow and change over time when we, when we look at it like this long view, right? When we just slowly take the next step. And then that adds on itself. And then you take the next step and then you take the next step. And it, it was such like a beautiful parallel for our life. And even just for the new work that we're doing, like, I'm just, I kept telling myself, just like, trust the process, trust, trust the process, like take the next step. And yeah, it's wild. And I mean, I could keep going, but (laughs) I want to let you. It was fun to watch you go through it because every week you're like i do not know how i'm gonna do next week oh and i know yeah yeah every, every week since the summer <laughs> true. i don't That's know true. Yeah. how i'm gonna do the next Once, and then you're like i'm hurt my hips hurt and i need oh yeah a friend helps here and physical therapy there and then you were the friend by the way Bra- yeah that's a good point breaking <laughs> you were the i just about broke that hypervolt massage gun trying to fix that hip yeah yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because your muscles have memory and just like your brains have, your brain has that, like those pathways, right. That we travel again and again. What's crazy is that your brain, like your muscle has memory. So people that have done a marathon before, it's almost, it's easier for them to go back out and do it. You know, like my friend, Christine, she's, she's run, this was her fourth one. And so she didn't train that much this time. The first time she did a full training program, she did the nine month one. And it's so interesting because it's like once you've done something, it's easier to then do again. And I think in the yeah. same way that our bodies remember, like our muscles remember things, and it's easier to go back out and train again and do things again. I was thinking about, again, the parallel with our brains and the way that we think um, with those neural pathways. And it's like the more that we do something and we travel down that path, the easier than it is to do. So whether we're talking to ourselves you know, positively or negatively, it's like, that's an easier thing for our brain to go back to and to, and to do. And so I kept drawing these like parallels the whole time with our life and the, you know, just the big picture of like 
the work that we're doing, the changes that we're making in our life. And then obviously the changes that I was making, trying to run longer and longer and longer. And it was such a powerful thing to me. Um, because that's something that we've been learning a lot in this last season is just like how to even talk to ourselves differently and how we've, we've, I feel like this really has been a process of like training our minds as we've stepped out, we've, you know, we stepped out into the unknown when we stepped out and we stopped leaving the church and we started this, all this new work. And it's been like a process of, you know, trust and faith in a lot of ways. And sometimes there's moments of like fear or there's moments of like, can we do this? (laughs) Like, we're just kind of like going for it. And then like, I don't know, it's been a cool process for us to even learn how to train our minds in those moments to go like, just take the next step. Like, we're just going to trust this process here. Which is so, what we said. Yeah. When we stepped into this new world was like, hey, we're just, it's just one step at a time. And each step reveals the next step. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you take a step forward and take a step backward. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We said it all. And then you did this marathon and we're like, oh, wow, that's how it works. Well, and it's like, and then we actually started doing it. It's one thing to say something. Right. It's another thing to actually do it. And I think same with the marathon. I mean, there were so many times that I went out and, I mean, every training, every running is such a weird sport because it's like you can have a really good day and then the next day can be terrible. And you could be doing almost the exact same thing, but your body just responds differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, how many times do you wake up and you're just like kind of off and you have like a weird day and you have to almost like like we've talked about in the past like it's all about your perspective right and so like what's the perspective how do we shift that perspective throughout the day when we're having those off days and whether it's like shifting your expectations or shifting the way that you're viewing things um yeah it's been it's just been such a cool parallel and I think for me even (laughs) the biggest thing was in the race so should I tell the story of the race? What yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on. So okay, you guys went. Oh my gosh! And you took I was a day so nervous. to acclimate. Okay, so the race was in Honolulu, and so we got a flight. I was awesome. We had some miles, and this was like a really big girls deal. trip, girlfriends. Yeah. Full adventure, but it's not like a Hawaii adventure. Not it's like, like a go get stressed. Yeah, out you're not like. Yeah, it was weird. Run a race. It's totally. So we're all kind of like super nervous the first few days, and. Um, it's such a hypey, fun thing. I had never done that before. So in the beginning, we're all standing at the the start line and it starts to rain. And well, it was The race so starts at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. So you get up at 3.30, which is, I mean, that's insane. Which, yeah. And uh, one of our girlfriends came just to cheer us on and just to like join in on the girls trip. Girls trip, yeah. So fun. So she's there at the start with us. My other two friends are there. And it, and it's, starts to rain and it's like this warm Hawaiian rain and my girlfriend who lives there looks at me and she's like oh the Hawaiians see like the rain as like a blessing like this is this is our blessing right now and it's raining and then they do um, the national anthem and everybody's standing there and it's silent and they did this um, Hawaiian blessing over everybody and it was so beautiful I mean I didn't know what they were saying but it was just so (laughs) sounded so beautiful and then they start to do like the pump up and there's music and everybody's jamming out and then the starting, you know, then they hit the gun and then it's just game on. And as you start running, 
um, it's like everybody's kind of walking because it's such a big crowd and then it moves into this run and then some people start, you know, sprinting and you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> trying to control yourself because it's so, my adrenaline, I'm so hype. And, yeah, chase them. you know, during the training program, they're like, trust your pace, trust your pace. Mm-hmm. Don't go out too fast. And of course I like totally did go, go too fast in the beginning. Um, and then the fireworks went off and it was just insane. There's fireworks going off behind you because it's dark out because it's 5 a.m. And you're running through the streets of, of the city of Honolulu, which is so cool. And I mean, I, I was just so emotional. I just kept crying because for me, I, I never thought that I was actually going to get to this moment where I could do this thing. And it just was like such a reminder, like what a privilege it is to be able to use our bodies in this way and that not everybody can Hmm. run and that not everybody like whether you're running a marathon or whether you're just able to like move it sometimes I think we forget what a gift it is to be able to function in our bodies and um I was just so overtaken by that and the healing that I had had and then just looking around at all of these people who have obviously spent hours and hours of their time training for this and knowing what the training process is like, even though the one I did was pretty minimal. I mean, I only really ran like three days a week. Um, just knowing what it takes to get to that starting line. And then it was all people from all walks of life, people who were all shapes, all sizes, all old, young. I mean, there's everywhere from teenagers to probably like 85, 90 year old people. It was so inspiring. So There's amazing. people in wheelchairs. There was a person on crutches, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I <can imagine laughs> Don't even, I didn't see that person, but someone, one of the girls told me they saw. And, um, yeah, just every, every race, every race, every, like every kind of human. And it was just such like a beautiful representation of humanity. And, and we're all doing this and in it together. And I just was so overwhelmed. And so we take off and, um, it's so warm that I'm like, I'm, I'm so obsessed with this idea that I need to stay hydrated and I need to keep like fueling myself. So I've got my little gummies in my pocket and I hit mile two, which I obviously I'm just way overly excited, but I, I'm like, I should probably take one of my gummies right now. This feels just like a good idea. Adrenaline peak just early. Like, I don't know. 10 minutes I don't in. know why I did this, but normally I don't take a gummy until like mile 10 or something. Cause that's, you don't need it. I had already eaten breakfast. What What is in these gummies? So the one I took was oh gosh i'm sure these are not very good for you there's caffeine sugar and it's like some kind of energy pack it's like i gotta had a cliff bar one so it's like i don't know what it, honestly it's never a good idea to eat something where you don't, <laughs> don't know, know exactly what what's in it i took three i took one <laughs> i took one but i so mile two i take that and by mile five i'm dry heaving i am feeling so sick and i'm I had to pull over. Like I almost pull over the puked in mile five. <laughs> I'm like, this is not good. And so I had told myself that I was going to be fully present in the beginning of the race. But then when I hit the first hill, which was mile, I think like six, I was going to put my headphones in and start to enjoy my music that I was saving. And I was trying to save my battery life on my phone. So I hit mile six, I put my headphones in and I, that gave me a little pep, go up the hill, and as I'm coming down the hill, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to make it in this race. I was feeling so bad. I've never felt this bad at this point. I had run the 20 was alongside run, in which I was totally fine on that run. And so it was so discouraging. And by the time I hit mile eight, 
I was almost in a panic. I mean, I just was like, this is my moment. I've worked so hard to be here. Like I flew across <laughs> the ocean to be here with my girlfriends. Like every, my husband has sacrificed so much for me to be here. Like, I just was like, I have to do this. And that's when I texted you. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing well. Please pray for me. Like I need something. You guys started sending me like little thumbs up pictures. It was so cute. And then I was like, nope, I need you to call me right now. I'm not okay. And you called me and by this point, I started walking and I... Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Backstory. I'm getting emotional. Backstory. <gasps> um, so when Jen said she wanted to run... Back, back, backstory. When Jen said that she, as a little girl, she used to watch the Olympics and be like, I want to be that... I would ask. She's every time the Olympics comes on, she cries. Every, like at anything, <laughs> commercials. It doesn't it's matter. like Coca Cola commercial. She's sobbing. Whether they're winning, whether they're losing, it's just the whole thing. She's. It's all it's Olympics, true. and she's like, "I miss my calling." It's and true. I'm like, I do Which feel. sport? She's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> like just that, the Olympics, like the 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 energy, the it's excitement, true. the competition. It's she's like true. any sport. It doesn't matter. So she says marathon, but let's be honest, it could be any. Yeah, like, yeah, true. That's true. Well, like running like in particular, and like with the boob on the ice, whatever. Like you're in. Oh, it's true. Um, so there's all kinds of... Oh, so emotional. It, like any kind of race or competition, you just light up on fire. It's and, true. Um, I'm very competitive. And we, I'm hard on myself. I'm a three. We, we like race and compete in yeah. everything. Um, okay. So I, I, I may have put a little pressure on myself. intensity this is true. in Jen. But another backstory. When Jen's <laughs> what do you like, mean? Intense? No. But <laughs> when, when you said you wanted to run a marathon we knew it was like a family decision yeah that's and it was true. like i think we all we all would have to commit to this journey yeah just because it's so much and it's so much time and energy yeah. and um you can't do that by yourself it requires a team and so that's right like we were in we yeah, were way guys, in the squad was you guys we were beyond pumped. and you so you were so supportive the whole thing was really really fun to um yeah we, it, we, we felt like a slingshot just shooting her out into this thing mm. but um we were bummed because the race wasn't here. It was in Hawaii. So we figured out how we we're going to follow along with her. So yeah, while we weren't going to, it was too much to send the whole family out. It was just, yeah. So backstory though, is we have this like app open oh, with right. the GPS and we're, we're like, thank you. Yeah. We're up, following along. We're up when Jen's up. We're like, it's race day. We're like, like for hydrating and preparing ourselves. <laughs> And we like open up the course map and we have our GPS and we're following along and like we're very in the zone. So as she's texting and calling, like, you know what mile I'm at. It yeah. Totally. It was, yeah. it was so it, it almost felt like she's like a she's like a race car driver on the, the walkie talkie. And we're like on the side in the pit stop yeah. going, OK, yeah. turn three coming up. So I was in a full panic. I mean, I just I was like I was so emotional. I was already just so hype over the whole thing. I mean, everyone was. There was just so much energy going into it. And so I was like, please call me. And I think you were probably were like, well, what was your reaction in that moment? I was like, oh no. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. I figured I like pictured you going, oh no, this is not. I good. wasn't sure if we were gonna communicate. But that's exactly this race. yeah, that's exactly what, what it was like an oh no moment. And um so I started walking. Because I was going to, I felt so sick from that stupid gummy, which I wasn't even sure what had happened at that moment. Um, I kind of figured out later. Um, and you called me and you talked me through it. And I think it was, I'm so grateful. And you just said, 
you're okay. This is mental. It wasn't just mental. I mean, it was physical. Things physical were going on. But you were like, this is mental. You can do this. And in that moment, like, I just needed someone to be like, you can do this. And like, you're okay. And you help calm me down. And I, I like, you're like, just breathe. And I took some deep breaths and I was able to calm down. I was like, I was like practically hyperventilating. Like I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. Like I, uh, I was, I was, everything was hurting and, um, yeah, it was, it was like back to that perspective thing. You, you like calm me down enough to where I could adjust my expectations and, In the training program, I remember them saying, like, have a plan A and have a plan B, like have the time that you want to have, which, of course, like Phil said, I'm competitive. So in my head, I did have a time that I thought sub two, I'm going sub two hours. (laughs) I had a time that I thought I wanted to have. And I knew like, okay, if I don't have that, like a half an hour more than that will be fine. Like if if you're listening and you don't. No, no, no. That was a massive joke. That was a joke. Yeah, obviously. Um, So, yeah. So in that moment you helped calm me down to a place where I could shift my perspective and let go of my expectations. And so in that moment, I got off the phone with you and I just decided like, I'm going to let go of the expectations that I came here with. And I literally opened my hands. I started jogging again because you got me to a place of calm. My, I mean, I still felt like I was going to puke, but you got me to a place where I didn't feel like I was going to also start sobbing and fall on the ground at the same time. And I started jogging and I just opened up my hands and it was still lightly misting out. It was such like a, I don't know, it was just like a, I'll never forget this moment um, of just like release. And I just said, like, I'm letting go right now. And I decided that I was going to change my perspective and let go of my expectations. And the time that I wanted, wanted to get, I just let go of. And I said, I man, I get to be here. Like I am in Hawaii right now. And I just looked around at the mountains and they were so green and beautiful. And, um, I just thought I'm going to enjoy this moment. This is something I've always wanted to do. And if I walk the rest of the thing, even like who cares? Like nobody cares about my time. I'm the only one that cares about my time. And this is such a massive privilege. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I made this decision that I was just going to take the pressure off of myself and just pretend like it was another training run. And you know what? Like training runs go bad all the time. Like, so I just took the pressure off and, and then I just kept saying like, I can do this. And then it was interesting. My body relaxed into that. And it was like, I could breathe better suddenly. And then I just started running again. And I felt this wind again. And it was so interesting because once I surrendered and I let go of the expectations, which I think is what we do in all of life, right? Like we we put these expectations on things and it's like the expectations are what take away from enjoying the journey and the moment. And it was, it was so interesting because once I let go of these preconceived ideas that I had, like it was supposed to be this certain way, I was able to run without the stress and actually be present to the gift of the fact that I was actually there in the moment. And yeah, it was, it was such a good, um, like reminder to me about just like the way that we operate in life, you know, cause I think a lot of times it's really the expectations that we place on things, like the way that we think things should be that get us all like messed up in the head, mm. you know, that make us miss the moments for what they are and with the beauty that's in the moments. So, yeah. And then it was just like, oh yeah, we, we can't do, 
we can't journey alone. You know, like I needed you in that moment and you, I'm so grateful for your words and for the way that you propelled, helped me like that, the, your words literally propelled me forward. And I'm just reminded of how we need each other, you know, that we are created to be in community and whether it's in friendships and whether, or whether it's with some sort of significant other, or whether it's with our coworkers or just the people that we are surrounded with in daily life. I mean, even just the amount of uh, energy that we were able to draw off of each other, the other marathon runners, like people yeah. cheering for each other, people making funny jokes, like people just like, like F words, like on uh, running up the hill and you're like, you're just in it together. And it's just like, I don't know. There's a sense that that communal sense of like, we are all experiencing this thing together and it, and it made it easier to do, mm. you know, just this reminder that we were meant to journey together. I was trying to, I haven't asked you this. I was trying to, um, I was sending you like a series of text messages. I didn't want to overwhelm you with them, but like, yeah, just enough to know that like we see you and we see where you're at. Mm. So it's like, like someone's cheering you on from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it'd be like, oh, I see you're almost at 17. There's a bathroom and a mile and a half on the right if you need it. Or there's a, like, there's, a cool. there's a stage here. But I'm like, I don't know if she needs that. But I'm like, I mean, it was very sweet. I knew that if I had to go and I'm like, where's the bath? I, I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. No, that's great. The bathroom thing's always, you know me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, did it feel like you're being cheered along? It did, and there was, was actual. Was more annoying? Like, okay, that's enough. Stop, no, it was stop epic. It was these, no these text messages. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think I was just reminded of how of how words are so powerful. Because even like later, later on the race, I I, I that wasn't the only time you Facetimed me, right? I fa- I think I called you in twice after that. Yeah. And I remember the last time you Facetimed me, I was it was mile twenty. I think it was on mile 21. So you still have like well, it was serious you, five you, miles to go. You went from call me to like you FaceTimed me. I'm like, oh no. I, face, I just <laughs> went straight to <laughs> <This just got, laughs> <serious. laughs> I FaceTimed you. It escalated. And I don't remember because I couldn't even see clearly at that point. But yeah, this is when I realized that it was the gummy issue because I, I started feeling better around mile like 18 or something. And then I was feeling better. Not like, not like I wanted to throw up, but I was feeling really depleted. And so I was like, I should take another gummy terrible idea so i took half of a i bit into half of a gummy and then i felt like i was immediately gonna throw up again so i spit the other half out which the runners around me i'm sure did not appreciate me spitting out right in front of and then i think i started to panic again like oh gosh i'm gonna throw up and i was like doing the whole thing i called you a mile what 21 Mm -hmm. and you I think you were trying to like give me something and you're like, all you need to do is focus on the next mile. And that is what I needed to hear. Just like the next thing before me. And so I started breaking it into a chunk. So I was on mile 21. So I'm like, I just got to get to mile 22. And I just forgot about the rest of the race. I just was like, I'm not even going to think about that until I get there. And that was so helpful. And I was That's like, good because I was making that up as I went. I, I know, no, I, I know, no I know that you, <laughs> I know that you knew I really grabbed onto that because you said it again. I was like, oh yeah, that was good. I need to hear that. I'm like, I'm and then you that. said it again, and I was like, and then I just kept telling myself. So then I had my little tracker on my phone. So I'm like, I would just watch until I got to the next mile, and then I would reset my goal for for the next one. And it was so helpful. And I, and I was thinking about even like 
for all of us, obviously, like how often we want to like look down the road at the whole picture, you know, and we want like the big, we look at the big goals, right, that we want to accomplish and the things that we want to do. And I think we so often forget to celebrate those little, like the the little goals in between, like the little milestones. And for me, I was like celebrating each mile I was getting to. I was like, yes, I did one more mile, one more mile, one more mile. And when I got to 23, I was like, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm almost there. I can do this. And I think when we look at our lives, it's this almost like reminder to think like, what is the next thing that's in front of me? And that grounding and that like presence helps us not to miss the thing that's right before us. It helps us to be able to endure whatever hardships it is. For me, I felt like I was going to die. I mean, this was the, <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever done, but taking it somehow taking it chunk by chunk, one step at a time. I mean, you said one mile at a time, but then I got to one point where I was just like, just take the next step. Seriously. Literally like the next footstep, take the next step. You can do this. Just take the next step. And I could take the next step, but I didn't know if I could take the next four miles. I mean, that was just so overwhelming. And so, yeah, I think like it's interesting how when we break it down into smaller pieces, we can suddenly digest it. You know, like what's that saying? Like, how do you eat an elephant? Like one bite at a time or whatever. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of cheesy, but but it's so true. It makes sense in you a know? marathon now. In a marathon. I found my metaphor. Doesn't sound so cheesy then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely once I pivoted um, in the train, in the, like just thought about it as like a training another this is just another training session and once I started doing the like just take the next step just take the next step it's like a lot of the pressure came off and it felt so much easier to push through you know and so it was a reminder to me of like man even just like what if I engage with life that like that way of just going this is all just a training session you know like it's all just learning I'm learning as I go here like like next time I do a marathon, I'm not going to take a gummy at mile two <laughs> to like, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to wear some different like clothing than I wore. I'm going to switch things up. I learned so much. And you know, what if we approach life that way? Like instead of taking it so seriously all the time, like it's just, it's just all learning. It, it's you know? all like an adventure. It's all an adventure. Yeah. It's like we just, we can learn how to like suspend judgment that way, you know? Cause I think what we do is we, like I said, we put expectations on our experience and then it's like those expectations of the way we think things should go, of the way that we think that we should perform. For me, I know that's a big one as, you know, an achiever type personality. That Those are the things that can rob us of our joy. Mm-hmm. But when we enter into things open-handed, and, and, and to some degree, I think I entered into the marathon open-handed just because I had never done one before. But obviously, I had put some expectations there that need, needed to be released. And I think when we enter into things more open-handed, which I could have done much better, um, then we can just experience them those moments for what they are without judgment. So, yeah. And. I think that posture is so, like, it's just so much more fun. Right. And like. I mean, if I had started the race that way, I probably wouldn't have panicked, you know? Maybe. But also, I I think Mm -hmm. it's like the ups and downs of the adventure that makes it, like, fun and interesting. Like, if you came back and you're like, it was weird. I just kind of locked in. Just nailed it. I woke up early. (laughs) I felt good. My clothes were all perfect. 
Um, yeah. I found the exact like energy digestion <laughs> ratio, and I honestly like I found myself in the elite group. I didn't plan for it. Oh my but, gosh! I mean, <gasps> oh, that was another thing. I, I just I don't know. I dominated, and I just went straight to like poke in the beach. It was sick. <laughs> oh my gosh! Those elite runners were boring. so inspiring. That's not boring. Yeah, those guys. Those are nuts. There guys was and a girls. guy. Well, I, I mean, guys women, universally. Uh huh. Yeah. The women were incredible. I don't even know about the guys. They're fine. The women, I mean, there was this girl. She was probably 17 years old, and she was probably in the top, I don't know, 20. Of That's crazy. Fr- top 20 of the entire marathon. It was insane. This is three and years old. then there was oldest. women. I mean, what's cool about running is it really doesn't, it's not like age doesn't affect marathon running as much. It's interesting. You can actually get better as you go. I was reading about it. Um, You're also the next one. So anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Team meeting, babe. Team meeting before we I mentioned doing another one to Brady and he was like, mom, no, you need to calm down. He's like, we, we're just, get through this one. Team decision, mom. <laughs> uh, but I mean, three days after right now, I'll say like, yeah, I'm good for a little bit. No, no. Um, next one. But yeah, it was cool because there's just all ages. And, and some of these women that were in the front, I mean, they were they were older and it was so impressive. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's so interesting too, because I was reminded of how our minds and our bodies and our spirits are all so connected. Like you can't pull them apart, you know, like I knew that the race had something to teach me. I knew that because anytime you run that far, I mean, you kind of learn something, right? Like it's, nobody goes through a marathon unscathed. Like at some point you're going to hit a wall. At some point it's going to be difficult. You cannot just power through it. Like you just joked about, I don't think anyone does that. I don't I mean, yeah. even those elite runners, they made it look so easy, but I saw some of their faces and they were hurting. And it was is it was such a humbling experience to be pushed to that kind of limit. And I think I mean, people were being carried off in stretchers and people are crying. Like I said, people were like cussing or like I was next to this one person who kept asking people along the side of the road, how much farther? How much farther? <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> And hours and I, hours. At the end, I was doing the same because they mostly had it only marked by kilometers, and I couldn't do the math by the end. I was like, I don't, I don't know what mile I'm at, and my phone was off a little bit on the timing. So I got it, but yeah, it was. I was such. I was just reminded of what a gift that life is, and how I want to use like the entirety of myself, my mind, my body, my spirit, to pass on that gift that we've been given to others because it's, it's all just such. It's all a gift, right? Like it's all beauty and and even when it feels like it's going to crap which it did for me a bunch of times during that um i mean there was so much hype going into it after overcoming the injury and like flying out there and all the things and it was such a sacrifice to get me there and um i remember right before just asking god like what do you want to teach me through this what do you want to teach me spirit like teach me something. And then my friend, um, Kristen and I were talking and she was really injured going into the race. And I was telling her that and she was like, I don't want to learn the lesson. Like, she's like, I just want to finish this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no lessons. She's like, no lessons for me. And I was laughing because I'm like, yeah, I get it. No, victory. I mean, she was so hardcore. She went and got, she was so injured. She went and got a cortisone shot before the race to run this race. And she, I mean, she finished, she was such a champion. Beast. Incredible. I really hope that she's feeling okay right now. But um, yeah, sometimes it's just, it really is like a 
like when I think about our journeys in life and our journeys, whatever we do, right? Like it's a two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. Like it's not this, when we're talking about making change, it's not this straight upward line that we're on, you know, like we're not just heading, heading to the goal with no, um, setbacks along the way. It's just, it's just how it's always going to be, you know? And I do think there's an acceptance there of just going like, you know, I've, I've seen that like the training process. And like I said, there'd be days that I was crushing it and I'm like, let's do this. Like I can totally do this. And then there's days when I could barely get around the block and I'm like, how am I going to, how am I going to run a marathon? And, um, so I think as we're trying to make change, we're talking about making change. And honestly, right now, like with this new variant out, man, and it's like, you know, another storm taking out people's homes and all the other things going on in the world right now. I just feel like maybe you're tired. Maybe you're like, maybe you're just feeling even indifferent. Like, really? Okay. Like, we're back to another mask mandate. We're back to whatever the thing is. Um, maybe you're feeling like, I mean, I'm not even trying to make change. I'm just trying to like keep my head above water and, and stay sane. And that's, gosh, that's so understandable. I think I would just say like my my hope would be that you trust the process in that and go like there's going to be setbacks and it's just part of the journey, you know, and, and unfortunately we don't want to learn the lesson. <laughs> we don't want to learn the lesson sometimes. No more lessons. We've had lots of lessons. <laughs> We've had a lot of lessons in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, Jen was saying how people got carried out on stretchers. Oh, Sounds right, like a war. Right in front. Of, oh, it felt like war. It <laughs> felt like we went through <laughs> something people, actually, like that. Actually, people talk about some of the injuries that come like they got shot by a sniper or something. They're running and all of a sudden oh, the yeah. back of their leg just oh, yeah, feels I saw like they that. got shot and they just fall down. I saw that. The girl in, well, There's a girl in front of me at one point. I watched it happen. Her leg cramped up and she seized up and she like fell to the ground. And then somehow she passed me after that. What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but after she passed me, I ended up like catching up to her later and she was literally picking her leg up with her arms and like moving it forward every step. It was, it was not okay. It was, it was, like, <laughs> it was like, this is not going to pan out well for you after well, and, this. And just the dehydration because it's so hot yeah. and so yeah. humid. It's Hawaii. And if you're not used to that kind of thing and there's not enough water and like, um, our, our friends were telling us a story, um, who, his the, dad, the yeah. Sweeney's who live in. Honolulu were saying that his dad came out to run the marathon with Christine, who's done it several years in a row now. Four? Oh, she's a beast. Talk about beast. Uh, so he yeah. came out to join one time and then he got snipered by dehydration and he, he went <laughs> down and yeah. didn't finish. And they had to carry him out in a mile, What did they say? 23? Something far. Terrible. Like really deep into that thing. And um, it was just a heavy moment where it's like, dang it, I did all that work and I didn't make it to the finish line. And then he came back out to visit the next year and he he, he just finished the race by himself. He, yeah, run. he picked up where he went down. And he finished. And, so But awesome. then they were waiting for him with like a like a little line stretched out so he could run through it and have this celebration of actually yeah. finishing the marathon. It and makes it, me just want to cry thinking about that. And it, yeah, I mean, it back a year ago, when Jen was contemplating this, the Peloton outdoor app has um, 
like an outdoor training program. And, and I was trying to run at that point just a little bit. And Jen's like, you should, you should do these tempo runs with the early week one marathon training. And I'm like, whoa, that's a step. But it was like short, really, really short. But it was interesting because the trainers for the marathon were telling their stories of how mm-hmm. they got into doing marathons. Yeah. And all their stories were like, my first marathon, I like cramped out, I fell, I, I didn't finish or... I went like twice as long as I thought it like it was terrible and it was this bad experience or I got snipered or, or I pooped myself or whatever. Yeah. All these crazy things that <laughs> happened. And they're like, but then I recovered. Yep. And I came back. Did it again. And I did it again. And now yeah. they're like teaching people how to do it. And it, yeah. it just made me think for for those of us who maybe feel like crashed out. You know, like we're talking about running a marathon and right. next it's step. Ridiculous. And lessons, yeah. which are, it's ridiculous. It's insane. And it, but I think there's also, some of us just feel really crashed out, like we fell mm-hmm. out of the race or we got snipered or you keep coming back to something and you can't break free from something. Or mm. um, I was just talking to my friend yesterday and I was like, is it normal to feel like like you're taking steps backward? <laughs> is it normal mm-hmm. to feel like like you're like, how did I, like, oh, how am I back in that? thought or feeling or whatever and he's like absolutely it is and it's like it's like it's doesn't feel like you're moving forward sometimes it can feel like you're like you're moving backwards <laughs> yeah like you got sniper you got stuck and yeah. i just want to encourage you that's okay it is normal my friend told me so it's normal <laughs> and he's uh, a therapist he knows things he knows things mm-hmm. we we heal mm. and we learn and we grow and sometimes we gotta rehydrate Mm-hmm. Apparently, sometimes we got to shoot a cortisone shot in our leg and go <laughs> <we're> okay. <laughs> or like you, we we'll get up. Yeah. This isn't the end. We'll get up, and we'll keep growing, and we'll yeah. keep healing, and we'll maybe you pooped yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, <laughs> not to me, but I. It happens. I, yeah. Um, yeah. You're not out. You're not out. It's not over, and it's interesting because at the end of the training. The last three weeks, they call it the taper. And you you start to actually run less. And it feels so wrong as you're heading into this major race that you've been preparing for. Resting feels so wrong as you're heading into this moment. It just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you feel like you should be going harder. Well, you've stressed your body immensely. Yeah. But sometimes it's like exactly what we need even when we're facing big things before us is like we really have to allow ourselves to rest so deeply and then it'll fuel us to keep going and I think there's this deep rest at times that we need especially I think we under uh, estimate what this last season has done to all of us like there's the capital T trauma and then there's lower trauma and I think that we've some of us have been through both but all of us at least have gone through lower t trauma through this stuff the collective trauma that we've faced through these last several years and I almost wonder do we feel worthy of allowing ourselves that type of rest not just like rest when we've gone, 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 gone until we collapse and then finally you allow yourself to rest because you just can't go anymore. That's and that's not, not the type of rest, rest I'm talking that's about. That's called <laughs> Do you feel worthy of giving yourself that regular rest, you know, along the way of resting along the way of making space to like really take time off 
and let yourself go all the way there, like all the way down to that completely restful state because that is where the healing happens, you know? And I think like I was thinking of running and it's like, how can, it's like, how can we make change? We're talking about making change, but how can we want, we can't even think about making change when we're walking around completely zapped, you know? And when we have nothing to give, I think of like the the tapering situation because our muscles, they ha- they get broken down, right? When you're working out, your muscles are actually being broken down. It's in order to be built back up. It's such a weird thing. And I think that's what happens when we're facing really tough stuff, when we're facing the last like several years, all the things that we've gone through, we're being broken down. But in a way, it's like I think of the muscles, they get broken down so that they can get stronger. But what allows that to happen is when we give them rest and when we give ourselves the space it's like almost like we need to give ourselves the space to breathe in and to allow it to to do the work in us to do the growing in us and like to process through the hard stuff there has to be space to do that right to to then grow into stronger people so if we just keep pushing and pushing we're going to get injured or we're going to you know at the very least not make any change at all and so I just think man we've come so far in these last several years and we've all been through so much And yet here we are, like we're still standing, guys. That's, we've made it through so many hard things. And so keep going. Keep allowing yourself to feel all the feels, to let it move through you, to lean on your people. Keep staying open-handed to the moments and, and seeing what might happen. And just focus on the next step. What's the thing before you? What's the one thing before you right now that you can lean into? Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, to register for upcoming experiences and to see what else is going on. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.